What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy fellas. Y'all know what to do. KC, Lee 86, in the building, live in the flesh. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, sports heads. This is D-Beats, 1492. And hello, little birdie in there I, I hear over there with Cal. Yeah, I'm currently outside sports heads recording in the vehicle. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off with Tamaha Lee signing a one-day contract and retiring as a chief, a long, long, uh, long-term long uh, defensive uh, player with a strong, hard ankle, anchor within his defense, and he finally hangs up his cleats. Tell us what you guys got on Tamaha Lee hanging him up, and as a chief. Uh, the important thing that you said, man, that I love about that is that he did it all as a chief in red and gold. Uh, he didn't put in no other colors or with no other organization. Uh, number 91, Tam- you know, Tamba, man, Tamba Holly. Uh, like I said the other day to you guys, just this dude is, you know, really one of my all time great Chiefs <laughs> players. Uh, the dude gave it his all, you know, coming out of Penn State. Um, you know, was like you said, Cal was just an anchor to this organization, this city, the people. Um, Tamba Holly, man, um, you can't say enough about this guy. Uh, well deserved. Um, he will be in the ring of honor one day. And um, job well done, Tamba Holly. Uh, man, you was a beast on the field. And, you know, we love you, big dog. Love you. Number 91, Tamba. Well, you call him Tamba. It's Tamba. But, <laughs> you know, I have to go there with you, fella. Yeah, man. Um, Tamba Holly. Um, I just wish he was on, you know, that because for real, he is a, a long life chief to me. And I just wish that he could have, you know, stuck around a little bit longer to, uh, you know, taste the fruit of uh, the recent success that we we have had with uh, Patrick Mahomes because on the, especially those earlier teams before Andy Reid got here, um, you know, he, he, him and DJ was on some bad teams and uh, Jamal Charles. So um, I just wish that he could have, you know, stuck around for the success, you know, cause he was here the, you know, uh, Mahomes first year, but you know, they still had Alex as the quarterback. So, um, but you know, he, he was here when we got our first playoff win in a long time and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just wish he would have, you know, just got some more success, man. So I'm not going to keep on saying the same stuff, but, uh, you know, I guess he finally retired cause I know he never necessarily really announced his retirement, but I'm glad he came back. Got to do that, you know, um, all I got to do is, all I got to say is just take it easy, man. Uh, especially in that video, look like it's hard for you to walk, look like, you know, the game it took a toll on your body. So uh, just just rest up and uh, get your mentals, man. Yeah. And and that's what I was going to kind of allude to, too, Beats, you know, uh, just the wear and tear, the grind of the football, you know, all those years that he, uh, you know, put his all and his heart into um, his his knees just you know that's why he never go to another team because his knees was just shot like you said in that uh, recent clip 
of him and his family uh, coming back to, you know, uh, sign that one-day contract to retire a chief. You can tell it. You can see the wear and tear of all those uh, years of battle in the trenches, as we call them. But, uh, yeah, I, I wish that, too. I wish it could have been a little bit more success for him and DJ as well. That was a good point you made. Well, good point. And uh, like you guys say, enjoy your retirement. Uh, job well done as a chief. Uh, wish you could have collected uh, some of that hardware that we accumulated over the past few years. But uh, like I said, job well done. Uh, moving it on from Tampa, uh, Eric Fisher, the longtime Chiefs left tackle, has now got signed with the Colts to protect. Uh, um, damn, what's that kid's name again? Carson Wentz. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, Carson Wentz, man. You know, these names sometimes loses them. Flies my brain. But anyway, it's going to protect the blind side of Carson Wentz. So, fellas, what do you think of the long-time chief uh, uh, offensive tackle now getting picked up by the Colts? I'm happy for Eric Fisher. Um, it, it, it was it, it was just tough uh, for him to go, that, to go down like that uh, in the AFC Championship game. Um you know, and that being the last vivid memories of him in the red and gold, it's just, you know, kind of bittersweet. But I'm happy for Eric Fisher um, if he's healthy. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll, you know, um, be an anchor to the Colts. Um, yeah, but, you know, he's he staying in the AFC. Um, he, he, he got an opportunity elsewhere. Um, I'm pretty sure he's rehabbing and coming along um, just quite fine. So, like I said, no ill will towards Eric Fisher. I congratulate you, uh, Big Fish, um, the number one overall pick for us. Um, you know, um, it started out kind of sluggish for him, you know, early on in his career. But he, you know, was able to grab the bull by the horns and manifest into that number number one overall pick um, that was all that he was always looked at as because he was, but. Um, I'm glad you got us. I'm glad you got, you know, got a piece of the hardware, as Cal would say. Um, you got your ring here um, with us. And, uh, yeah, you know, nothing but success to you and uh, help to you and your family and things of that nature. And uh, congratulations, Fish. Uh, job well done. Um, also, um, here in the kingdom as well. Didn't want to leave that out. Job well done, Fish. Number luck. Best of luck for you. Yeah, this was expected for me because uh, you have Chris Ballard there who was in the you know front office here. So that kind of makes sense. Um, I mean, good for him, you know, again, uh, another opportunity. I just wonder uh, how how's that rehab going along as far as that goes? Is he going to be ready for the season or he's going to be ready towards, you know, the middle or towards the end of the season where you know, we can make a contribution along that offensive line. But, you know, you know, good for him. Uh, I'll just keep my, my little thoughts short and sweet, you know, he did what he could here. It's just unfortunate that, uh, you know, towards ACL and AFC championship game, but, you know, best of luck to you in the future fish. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, before we go into some other topics, uh, let's just go ahead and pick up on the uh, cornerback that we got from the Vikings, Lee. Uh, yeah, man. Um, this came through, you know, came through the um, 
you know, the um, social media and things like that, the Chiefs News, Chiefs Wire, yada, yada, yada. Um, the Chiefs have traded for Mike Hughes from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, the cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this is really interesting to me. I just kind of wanted to touch bases on this because this is one of those Brett Veach, <laughs> you know, DNA type of moves, kicking the tires, you know, kicking the wheels on the on a player to, you know, hey, come to a different scenery. I just really wanted to touch bases on this because this is really interesting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hughes is a former first-rounder in 2018, went 30th overall to the Minnesota Vikings. And mind you, um, sports heads, uh, the kingdom still also has DeAndre Baker, who was also a first-rounder in 2019 with the 30th overall pick. So picking up Mike, uh, this, this kid can play. Um this kid has a knack, you know, for just um, being a good cornerback. I put it to you like that. This kid has played on some pr some pretty good defenses in Minnesota. Um, I like this uh, pick pickup. Just to be honest with you, um, like I said, it's interesting for the Chiefs. Uh, they have basically two first rounders on, you know, in that cornerback room with ba with Hughes and and Baker. So. Um, yeah, I, I do like the trade. I believe, you know, uh, we're going to get, you know, a seventh, uh, you know, they're going to get a seventh round pick. No, we're going to get Minnesota's seventh round pick or something like that. But um, bottom line is that uh, Mike Hughes from the Minnesota Vikings is uh, now a Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I just kind of want to throw this out there with, you know, with, with the Chiefs getting used, is this kind of some writing on the wall, you know, for Bashad Breland to not come back? Not just let you guys go ahead and jump into the Mike Hughes acquisition from there. I don't really know much about Mike Hughes, uh, but uh, I was doing, you know, some research on him and uh, reading comments uh, from the posters of from other uh, Chiefs uh, outlets and things like that. But uh, they were saying that he was uh, – He's a good player, but he's has health issues. Did you hear anything about that? Like as far as him as durability? Yeah, yeah. He's he's had some health issues uh along the line. I know he's had a couple of nick issues um in this short in this short span that he's been in the league. He's had a couple of nick issues. He uh tore his ACL, I believe, um last year or the year before that. So yes, there is some um injury history. Regarding Hughes, yes, uh, the answer to your question, yes, he's there's some there's some past injuries that he has dealt with. So I think, um, I mean, like I said, like I don't really know much about the kid. I would have to watch some film on him to really uh, speak on the man. But like you said, he is a former first rounder, so there's obviously talent there. Uh, I just had to see him on the field and, and see if he could uh, uh, at least play a full season and be healthy with this team. And as for uh, uh, Rashad Breeland, I was asking Beast this question earlier. Uh, do you think that they may potentially sign him back? Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not sure at this point. I mean, they, obviously, I guess they got their answer with uh, signing uh, Hughes. So I don't – I'm not – I mean, I'm kind of open I, 50 when it comes to Rashad. Yeah, I, I just didn't know if this was a kind of a signing 
to say a camp body, sort of speak. That's why I kind of threw that threw that in there about Brashard Breland. I just didn't know. I I don't know if this is a trade, you know, for him to be a camp body and they still want to sign Brashard. I I just don't know. Me. Yeah, I think it is a camp body because I don't know much like Cal. I don't know much about this guy. And uh, I mean, if it works out, it works out. I mean, good for us, I guess, if it does work out. I guess either way, you know, you just kick the tires on it. But I think Brashad Breland has a chance to come back here. If he wants to come back here for, you know, a one-year deal, you know, maybe uh, three to four mil you know, or five mil, something like yeah. that. So. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I, I actually want Breland to come back. I really want that to be the cherry on top of what we have done in this offseason. Yeah. And uh, I think last year he was on like a uh, $3 million one-year contract, so we can get him back in there at that, that, at that ticket price. I'm fine with bringing him back as well, but I just don't know with their, you know, if maybe they're thinking this guy's going to solidify that, you know, quarterback position for him, I, I don't know. But uh, Yeah, kind of – that's why I kind of brought up the DeAndre Baker thing. It's kind of like both of these cats are, you know, filled with injury history. It's just like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really put my hands on it, like to say, okay, Hughes and Baker, are they going to have these guys battle it out in camp and just keep one of the other? plus bring back Breland. So it's interesting for the Chiefs uh, brass as well. And it just kind of leaves fans wondering, you know, that's why I just thought it would, it, it would be interesting to uh, bring this up, you know, with Mike Hughes. But like I said, I just I'm, – I'm thinking camp body right now. I just think that they know Breland knows a lot about their current system. All right. Just have to see what, what happens with that, buddy. But uh, go ahead, also, I was just going to throw this in here uh, before we move on, you know, to the meat and potatoes. Uh, I did see that all draft picks have been signed as well. So they got that out the way pretty, pretty steady. Mm -hmm. That's the fastest I think that's ever happened. Yeah. 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 Be honest with you. Yeah. As far as I can remember, yeah. Everybody, mm -hmm. every everybody signed. I mean, all of uh, uh, Powell, uh, 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 Creed, Bolt, Bolton, you know, uh, Josh. Every, everybody's good. Trey, everybody's good. And I did see a little quick tidbit, sports heads. If you all were wondering, everybody is talking about this jersey this jersey number ordeal, you know, via through the whole NFL. And I did see that Powell will be um, sporting and rocking number 14 that was sported by SWAT. So Powell took that one vote. Yeah, I yeah. saw that coming. You said what, Beats? I said, I seen that coming. Yeah. All right, sports heads. Okay, this is what we all been waiting for: the meat, potatoes, the um, scheduled games coming up for this twenty twenty one football season. All right, guys, are you guys ready for this? That's we was kind of talking about it last night, and uh, you know, shit, you know, me after hours, how I get, and I really wasn't concrete, but I had to do my research. Beats had me 
thinking about it this morning. I'm like, let me go and double check and make sure I was, wasn't tripping. So here we go. The games that are slated as of now, uh, that has five primetime games is the Packers, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, and Bucks have five primetime national televised games. Okay. Now, some of these two of these teams out of these uh, 10 teams have six national televised games. I'm sorry, three of them do. Now, this is what we was talking about last night. The Saints and the Cowboys both play on Thanksgiving. So the Cowboys play around 3.30, I believe, but it's a national televised game, so that's six games. Mm-hmm. And the Saints play that evening, I think against the Bills, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Thanksgiving evening on primetime. So they have six. Packers play Christmas Day. Can't remember who their opponent is. They also have six primetime games, national televised games. Okay. Uh, after the, after, y'all got any questions on that before I move past or anything? No. Nah, only thing I was going to say is that um, as, since we're on this, we're on this. Um, like you said, there's a host of teams that have these five slated primetime games. I know we're going to get into the schedule, but. Yeah, on our schedule, it, it it's it, it's five. You know, legit primetime games with you know a couple with with the Sunday night football games, the Monday night football game, the Thursday night football game. But to be honest with you, if you look at this schedule, there is another five three twenty five games. For the Kansas City Chiefs this year, well, I'm not going to say them. We're going to get into. We're going to go down their schedule accordingly. But to be honest with you, and then you add in the notion that that the NFL can flex after a certain week, this Kansas City Chiefs team is going to be seen by a national audience a lot. I'm not really tripping on the five games that we were given because you have five games that start at a 325 slot, and you know everybody is going to be fighting like cats and dogs to get that main game for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So it's really you gotta you gotta look at it. This team is really gonna be on national television 10 times, <laughs> probably more, depending on their record. So I wouldn't even trip out there right now. So I lost go second. And what really chaps my ass is that the, the freaking Cowboys keep being spoon-fed to us on primetime television every year. It just gets on my nerves. I hate it that we have to be forced to watch the Cowboys on primetime TV again this season. But I can also add to this, I'm happy that – Hold on. Hold on, Cal. Do you understand how many Cowboys fans there are? In- and, I, and I get it. And I, and I get it. I understand it. And I was thinking about that. Like, who the hell are these people that watch these Cowboy games? And they got to be Dallas. Because. No, it's not. It's out of Dallas. Yeah, I know, I know and, it's, it's America's team. And, I'm gonna just you got to understand in the 90s, the Cowboys were. I mean, shit, you was there. You was a kid. You probably. I mean, I don't know if you understood then, but I mean, from what I understand, I mean, in the nineties, the Cowboys were were the shit. And I, okay, yes, I get that. 
But this is this is what upset me. I'm not under you know, I understand they got the certain, you know, the same amount of games as the Kansas City Chiefs as far as prime time. But they they don't possess another five games with that three twenty-five slot, the one and only three twenty-five slot, like the Kansas City Chiefs is getting. But I really hated it because I did not want to see Dallas taking on Tampa Bay to kick off the season. They could oh, have they could have picked another team to kick off the season against Tampa Bay. That 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 really was just mind boggling to me. But go ahead, Cal. Yeah. And uh like I said, but I know it's America's team. But like I said, uh, I, like most of the time when the Cowgirls play, I don't watch. I may watch that bus game just to see what uh, Dak looks like. But, I mean, I'm just not a Cowboys fan. And I, I just – it just chaps my ass to see this. <laughs> but I said on a, on another on a lighter note, fellas, who were – who you want to know who we're not being forced to see on primetime almost every week anymore? Can you figure it out? The Patriots. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, true, 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 true. But, but – Cleveland is still getting that recognition. I, I mean, you know, uh, the schedule makers really did not show Cleveland any love whatsoever because they're not coming. They're, they're coming into a raucous environment, and now people are going to say, "Oh, you're picking on the Cleveland Browns. That's an easy way out." No, this team has to come into Arrowhead Stadium full capacity versus Mister September. You can okay, and the whisperer of September, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is ten and zero in the month of September with thirty two touches that with thirty two touchdowns, no interceptions. You give Andy Reid all this time, he buries his playbook. You seen what happened to the Patriots when we went up there to Foxborough Banner Night and and, and really pasted they ass on the ceiling. So. The NFL didn't get the NFL really screwed the the Browns to be honest with you, making them come into a environment like that week one, knowing what Andy Reid and Pat does in September. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I believe you were funny as hell. <laughs> and like he like he says, it's, it's so much it's so much parody, <laughs> and it's so much parody in these games that are prime time right now. Some of these numbers are like unbelievable for some of these uh, organizations. Uh, now the four. Uh, now these are the the, play, the teams that have four primetime games. You got the Bears, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Colts, and the Bills. Okay. Yeah, the Raiders. Raiders. You know, you know the Raiders is, over there. Yeah, the Raiders is getting most of them primetime games to showcase America's playground, which is yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, right. that's true. I, I, I'm very interested to see. I'm going to just say this. I'm very interested to see the crowds that that stadium draws because Vegas is like what I said. Vegas is America's playground, and it's not just for the gambling any, no, anymore. There's a lot to do in Vegas. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see all the fans from for 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 you know not just the Raiders but for the opposing team as well because we're talking about America's play America's playground dealing with Vegas and and since you put it like that it's the ultimate guy's trick if you could if if you could do it to go down there 
No, we're not Raiders fans, but just to be in that environment to check out the stadium and just to see what Vegas life is like. Go down there for a weekend, catch a Raiders game. That's like the ultimate guys. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. That's the, to be honest with you, that's that's a game on the schedule that I would love to attend outside of a home game. Me and Beats were talking about this earlier. Like you said, Cal, that is a that is a dream game to go to. You know, uh, if I had it my way, you know, that would be a game that I would attend. You know, division rival, you're in you're in America's playground. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that is a you know that's why I said it's going to be interesting this season to know that the you know to know that these stadiums will be full capacity. I'm just interested to see how how neutral it's going to be when it comes to the fans attending the Raiders games in Vegas. And can they fill? And can they fill it up? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And if they don't, if they don't, that's what I'm saying. You're going to see a flooding. You're going to see a 60, 40, 70, 30 type of attendance. If the Raiders aren't doing good, you're still going to have a lot of people down there coming to see their team. So it's going to be interesting. The Raiders, I think the Raiders have extra pressure on their back to do good in that stadium because it could get ugly and their, their fans could get overshadowed mighty quickly yeah yeah i agree good points uh so i'm gonna move on past these guys and uh go to the teams that have three prime prime time games which is the giants the patriots the chargers the titans the browns the cardinals and the washington football team now this one kind of sticks out to me being that the patriots are not really being shown on national televised tv this season, yeah, only with three. Yeah, I was just real quick on that. As soon as you said the Patriots, I'm kind of shocked by that. They only got three. You know, it's the uncertainty at the quarterback. Is it going to be Mac or is it going to be Cam? Uh, that's why I felt like a lot of people really did. They want to see first. But if they were solidified at quarterback, man, they would be on prime time a lot. Uh, you know, they only got three games, which is surprising because they made a lot of acquisitions for that defense. And, you know, the Patriots is one of those sleeper teams. But, yeah, that is surprising that they only that, that they only have three with everything that they did this offseason. Right. I agree. Uh, I'm trying to think which one of those four uh, – which one of those four uh, teams with, with primetime's game could they replace? Because, yeah, that just doesn't – yeah, that just doesn't seem right. Even, oh, yeah. even with Cam. If, if you go back to the games, the 10 teams that have five, uh, one of the teams that they were talking about earlier uh, being the Packers because they're not sure what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, they were saying possibly a lot of – maybe two of their games may possibly be flexed. So some mm. of these teams that got kind of short change may – be able to pick up on some of these flex games. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You got – you throw in that – you throw – you add that extra that extra spice to it as far as the flexibility of these games. I believe that starts week 10 or 11. Correct me on that if I'm wrong, fellas. I'm not sure. I, but that's what I'm saying. You know all 10 of these games are going to stick for the Chiefs. I'm going to just go back to that. All 10 of these games, whether it's 325, 
Sunday night football, they're going to stick. And then you add in flexing. Man, man, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be on national football. Not a, not a lot just saying that for this year, but a lot in the future. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll see what happens with those. Uh, see if the Patriots may pick up on some of these games, or but like I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see the Cardinals. I'm surprised they got they're sitting at three, uh, because they're an up and coming team. They did a lot of uh revamping in the offseason, and they're only sitting at three prime time games, which they had quite a few last year. I remember. Um, so uh, let's go on down the line here. Uh, here are the teams that only have two prime time games the Eagles and the Dolphins. <laughs> that deserve. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's deserved. That's deserved. All right, all right. Uh okay, and these are the ones who only have one game prompt time. You got the Jets, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Texans, the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Falcons all have one prime time game. Very deserving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll agree. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Not, not sure, the Texas should have none. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to just say this real quick. We all agree on those teams with one. I'm going to just say this real quick. Cal, before you before we get off into the meat and potatoes of this cheap schedule, do you know the preseason opponents? Just say yes or no. No, you know what? Because I was going through these schedules. I they do. Hey, well, well, okay. okay. I'm just going to say I know the three teams. So Same here. So, before before you say the regular season stuff, we me and Beats can just shoot out the you know either or shoot out the preseason opponents. Yeah, because when I was going through so a lot of these teams' uh, schedules, only certain teams were showing, and I noticed that they, the Chiefs didn't show ours where, where I looked because I went to uh, Google to find it, and uh, a lot of these teams didn't have it on the schedule. So go ahead because I don't know who our three opponents are at all. I know the you first I know for sure the first one is the 49ers, and that's the way, correct? Yes. And then the second one is a national televised game actually going to air on ESPN. That's against Arizona, who Cal was just talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, the third and final preseason game will be versus the Minnesota Vikings here at right. Arrowhead. Um, now, this is my question, fellas. This is my question. With it being only three preseason games, this 2021 campaign, are they going to treat – is it safe to say the Chiefs and Arizona's going to treat this, their second game, which will be on national TV, ESPN, like I said, is it safe to say they're going to treat that second game kind of like the third game that would be like the full dress rehearsal? What you guys are thinking be- about that? I don't mean to cut you off, but gotta be. It has to be. Yeah. With a choice of going. I think I it's safe to play that. So we're going to only thing I, I I really wanted to bring it up because you were really saying about Arizona and it just really kind of like, you know, uh like a domino effect that I was, you know, wanted to bring up these preseason opponents. And, and it's because, you know, uh you were saying how Arizona has, you know, did some things so that's going to be a game to where I think we could see the starters clearly, like I'm talking about, how tradition does it that the third game of the preseason, you see the starters clear into the second half. So 
that's going to be a game that we're going to get a fairly decent look at Kyler Murray and this Cliff Kingsbury Arizona squad. It's on national TV. ESPN got it for a reason. So, like I said, with you saying that about Arizona, I just had to throw in the preseason opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's safe to say that uh, it's going to be like a full dress rehearsal. Uh, like you said, they may play maybe the first uh, half, uh, like right. you said. But, uh, yeah, I think that's safe to say. Well, Andy Reid, Andy Reid's DNA and, um, you know, his way, when he when he does those third games, it's not just the first half. Those starters sometimes go a drive – to maybe three in that third quarter. So um, it just depends. But like I said, um, I do know that Arizona game and that home game versus Minnesota, both of those are on Friday. It's still TBD um, for sports teams that don't know, to be decided as, as far as a date for that 49ers game. In, in 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 San Francisco. So um yeah, yeah, the first two on the road. You finish off the preseason here at home against Minnesota. Mm. Okay, now this is something that we kind of touch bases, because uh, like we said, we're always talking outside the pod sports heads. And now Lee got a then threw kind of a monkey wrench at me, sports heads, because I was trying to no, nah, because now cause he got me thinking. I mean, I don't want to die. I mean, we're gonna talk about the schedule. But I think <laughs> I'm gonna wait a little bit because it is it is early. It is early for me. I want to wait to give our overall uh, rankings of where the Chiefs may place. I think I, I think that's I want to wait. Well, just now, do it. Just do it like this because I know it. I, I know it's eating away at <laughs> you. Just do it like this. We'll give two predictions. See what I'm saying? They're not going to be concrete. We're going to go with – we're going to give two predictions, okay? It's not our concrete prediction for this 2021 campaign. If that's how you want to do it, we'll just give two. But I'm ready to do it. If you want to do it that way, fine with me. I'll predict it right now. But go ahead. Same here. So, okay, so y'all both just ready to just say go balls in and just do it now. Yeah, yeah, we can do another one before the season too. Hey, okay, man. all right, so, all right. So, uh, do y'all just want me to go down the lines of homes and away games, or how, y- how you guys want me? How you want to do it on this one? Let's man, go just, as it is. Yeah, just, okay. just, just call it out as it is. First game, right. second game, just call it all out right. as it is. All right, our uh, season opener are, are against the Cleveland Browns at home. So, yeah. what do you guys got? Yep, yeah, three twenty-five kickoff that game. Um, you know, like I told you guys, that's going to be a national. <laughs> that's going to draw the likings of Nance and Romo, <laughs> as we know. Uh, this is an interesting ball game. Um, I know we're going to keep them short and sweet. Just give a short little summary because we have a lot of games, but. This is going to be an interesting ball game. Uh, Cleveland is coming back to the destination um, where they were <laughs> sent home and eliminated from. 
let's just put that out there now. They're coming back to that same field where they had to go home from. Um, yeah, you got the golden child versus the new kid on the block. <laughs> you know, the golden child being Pat, the new kid on the block, what they quote-unquote say in Baker. You know, uh, but this team has did a lot of, you know, stuff in the offseason. They drafted, you know, pretty good in my eyes. They drafted, you know, to kind of keep pace with the Chiefs. But uh, like you said, week one here at Arrowhead, uh, the NFL didn't do them no favors. I'm going to just put that out there. You guys know where I'm going with this. The NFL didn't do these guys no favors, sending them to the Sea of Red full capacity. <laughs> the risk is history, dot, dot, dot. You can keep, you can move on. That's all I got to say. All right, so I'm gonna say, say we all expecting the dub there. Uh, all right, on prime time the following week. Hold on, seven. hold on. This is what I want to say. Are we gonna say like picking them wins and losses? Just, just, just say the schedule. Just say the schedule. We don't, and then we'll say give our prediction after you, you know, read okay. out the schedule. Okay. We don't have okay. to go each game. This is a win. This is a loss. Nah, just say the schedule, and then we'll right. just talk about yeah. All right, uh, seven twenty prime time. Uh, we go into Baltimore. It's the Ravens. Uh, they've been doing a lot of stuff trying to get their wide receiving core up to par, so uh, Mr. Jackson can potentially be able to throw to them. And will he be able to get it there? Uh, we don't know, but we got the Ravens, and it's a big time prime time game. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday night football. Only Sunday difference football. last year, right. it was on Monday night football. So you got Chris Collinsworth, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, you you know, another national game. Sunday night football against the Ravens. It is what it is. It should be a very damn good game. All right, week three, we got the, uh, the Chargers at home, 12 p.m. start. Go ahead, Beats. What? I ain't got nothing on that. I mean, it should be a good uh, matchup, you know, Herbert and Mahomes. So, you oh, know, okay. we'll see what their new head coach will be like. Uh, uh, the cat is still out on the bag on that one. So I, I don't know about that one, but I guess we'll, uh, it's a good early test still. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying each game that Kyle reads off, we can just throw our little tidbits on San Diego. I mean, not San Diego. Uh, the Chargers, LA Chargers, like they just couldn't close games. So, like, we'll just see if they'll be able to close them out this year. I mean, that was really their problem last year. Mm -hmm. They couldn't. They couldn't finish. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, Herbert came to you know got his first win at Arrowhead. Yeah, the starters were sitting that game, but it goes in the it goes in the stat book. Uh, this as is a dub. Yeah, mm -hmm. a dub is a dub. It, it don't matter who was playing, who wasn't. So uh, it, it doesn't go down in the record books that the starter set. But hell of a game that we got here at the head again. Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, we. All right. In week four, we got – we're at um, the Eagles at 12 p.m. They got the new – they got their uh, the quarterback. I guess they're going to start uh, the guy they wanted. So uh, this is – I don't know about – I don't know what to expect from the Eagles coming up this year, to be honest with you. I mean – Not a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, this is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. Andy Reid's going back to the house that he built. Okay? Let's put that out there now. 
I could see this game possibly being a Joe Buck, Troy Aikman game on Fox. Just to just to put that out there real quick. What time is it? It's, it's, it's going to be a twelve o'clock game. So depending, oh, they're not doing that fucking game. I'm, if there isn't anything else, if there isn't any good slot, ah, well, well, yeah, I guess you got a point about that. But they're they're the they're the uh, Romo and Nance of uh, Fox. Yeah, well, sometimes Romo and Nance do 12, 12 noon games, big twelve noon games. Big. They don't just. They well, don't got to be something else that we. Yeah. Oh. But. They don't just do. They don't just do three o'clock slated games. Nah, B- Romo and Nance do have done some very marquee twelve noon games. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. But I mean, that's the eagle or boo boo. Okay. Right. right. Coach See, said. The coach said, "Goddamn, we're gonna learn our systems, and once we learn our systems, we're gonna be able to play fast." And once we know the playbook, we're going to know what we know, and they don't know what we know. So, yeah, boo-boo. Right. This game, the headline is already the headline is already out there. Andy Reid going back to the house that he built. Move forward, Cal. All right. The following week, week five, we have the Buffalo Bills at the uh, time game. Yep, Sunday night football here at Arrowhead. You know, uh, this game is uh, very interesting. Like I was telling Beach earlier, if I just had to pick a home game that I kind of want to go to, yeah, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do um, as far as Green Bay. But this is a very – this is one of those games, Sunday night football at home. The lights will be shining bright. This is this is one of those games, the rematch of the AFC Championship game. Um. Yeah, this is one of those games that I'm, you know, really trying to be in the building that this game is going to be electric. That's all I got to say, exclamation point. Yeah, battle with two of the top teams in AF, AFC. So, yeah, I expect a good game. Do you think it'd be uh, more competitive than the AFC championship game? I mean, I know we started off kind of slow, and then we kind of pulled away, and then they kind of got mad towards the end trying to fight. Think oh, be I think more competitive. Be oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, just because I say it again, Arrowhead Stadium is back to full capacity. You didn't have that in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that twenty-two percent, you know, were roaring out there, but it's not like a full packed Arrowhead home crowd, as we all know. Let's just put that out there now. And there you go. That's the deciding. That that's going to be the boiling of the blood right there. That's what let, let, lets me know that this game will be a lot different. Uh, and more, I mean, yeah, more competitive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the answer to your question, yes, I do think this is going. That's why I want to go to to the game. I do think Buffalo is going to want to show the national audience <laughs> that. Last year was last year. Yeah, we got them twice last year, but they're going to want to show this national audience that this is a new campaign. So this game is going to be electric. That's all I got to say about the Bills coming here on Sunday Night Football. All right, we're moving on along to week six. 
we have uh, we're going into the Washington football team. That's a twelve o'clock game. Uh, really don't know what to expect. I know you got uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm down there. We know he's a wily vet. So uh, I'm really not knowing what to expect from this Washington football team. Uh, but that's who we got week six. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, uh, I'm moving along. <laughs> 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 here, here, I'll say something here. This is one of those games, what is this, in October, that the Chiefs fall asleep, and you know they end up losing one of these games that they shouldn't lose to. I agree. I agree. This is what this is one of those games right here. Mark that on your calendars, folks. If they have the if the Chiefs will have the the uh intensity of that game, if they lose interest just because it's the Washington football team. No disrespect to them, but yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, you know, uh, I wasn't trying to disrespect the Washington football team uh, by not saying anything, but uh, I agree wholeheartedly with you guys. This is one of those games. Uh, Washington has a pretty good defense. They're going to want to test Patrick and try to get after Patrick with, with Young and, you know, some of those other pieces that they got over there. So, but I that, you know, they took Young rumble in the belly of the piece right now. All right, going to move it on to week seven, another 12 p.m. game. We go to uh, the Texans – I'm sorry, the Titans at 12 p.m. This should be a very interesting game, fellas. Yeah. Now, this is one – now, this is definitely the epitome of one of those games. Don't come in here sleep now because we'll bust you in the mouth, hit you with an uppercut, and send you home with a black eye and rummage through your wife's purse, Okay. Tennessee Titans are don't are not to be messed with. I don't have much faith in Tennessee, but this is a team that knows how to rumble, you know, in those late rounds using boxing terms in the ninth, tenth round. They still able to, you know, keep throwing them body blows, very powerful blows. This is one of those games, as we've seen a couple years ago where we went up there and thought we had the game won, and Tennessee kept on hitting us with body blows, staying up and alert. Mike Brable will have his team ready. Derrick Henry, as we know, the man amongst boys, will be in that backfield. This is going to be a test of this Kansas City Chiefs defense. Are you for real or aren't you? I just have a feeling about this game. This is going to be one of those dog fights. You bust my nose, I'm gonna bust your nose type of games. This this is gonna be a tough ball game. Good point. Uh, week eight. Now this is kind of a head scratcher we had, but uh, um, I think this might be a surprise. Uh, prime time, I believe, is Monday night. Lee. Uh, yep. We have yep. the uh, New York Football Giants at home Monday night. Now, the reason why I say this game may be interesting. Saquon Barkley. Hopefully, he's back. And uh, healthy and ready to go. You know, he missed all last year. And Daniel Jones had won some games for me last year. He started making his way as a quarterback and solidifying himself as that franchise player for that Giants team. So this game may be pretty inter- more entertaining than what we may think. You think so? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, now, I'm going to say this. All those times that you stayed relevant in the pitch segment by picking that fucking <laughs> – by, by, pulling, by pulling these New York Giants out of your ass and staying uh, relevant 
Falcons and a law. Man, just because the Giants did all that lucky stuff last year, they're coming to Arrowhead. Daniel Jones, you've never been to an environment like this. It's the old Arrowhead, buddy. There's no explaining, no introduction needed. This will be a dub on Monday Night Football, the one and only Monday Night Football game for our Kansas City Chiefs. Dub here at the house versus the Giants. Get on. No, I ain't saying the Giants. Move it on the low. They'd be entertained. Move it on the low. All right. These games, we're not really for sure what's going to happen because we don't know what's going to happen with Mr. AR. But we have a 325 game at home against the Packers. Green Bay. Short and sweet. Go ahead, ahead, Beats. Go ahead, Beats. I, uh, short and sweet for me. I just hope we get AR and uh, Showtime Mahomes, uh, you know, duel, you know, in the trenches there, uh, fellow. Uh, we were deprived of it two years ago, and we were supposed to get it in the Super Bowl, and uh, that didn't happen. So, uh, hopefully, um, this year we'll get it. Yeah. Um, if Aaron Rodgers uh, somehow figures this thing out with with the Green Bay brass, I would love every second of it to get it. Like you said, beat you hit it right on the head. I want to see Pat and AR, Mr. Discount double double check, <laughs> as we call him. Um, go head to head with Pat. Uh, it's here at home. Um, yeah, but – if Aaron Rodgers is not there, this will be a L for the Green Bay Packers. There's no and or buts. If Aaron Rodgers is not on the Packers, this is a tailgate arrowhead Kansas City Chiefs. Nice home style ass whooping. All right, all right. We're going to move it on to week 10. Just keep moving. We are at the L.A. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders in week 10. Raiders played so, a tough. They gave us a dub last year. They gave us a L last year. Yeah. Sunday night football in Vegas, their city. I mean, you know, their stadium will be on full display. Like I said, Sunday night football, this game needs no introduction. We know the bad blood in between the two teams. <laughs> We went down to Vegas last year and went into their new building <laughs> after their little bus ride and got redemption back, baby. So uh, I'm looking to do the same thing on Sunday Night Football again <laughs> this year for the second year in a row in the big, beautiful Alliance Stadium, America's Playground, dub. Arrowhead West, G-E-H-A at Arrowhead West. There you go. But but don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. This is going to be one of those games. The Raiders showed last year they can kind of go toe-to-toe. I don't know if that remedy <laughs> trans, you know, translate <laughs> to the 2021 campaign. But they played us tough. Both games. Like you said, Cal, they beat us here at Arrowhead and went on that little ride around the stadium. You know, um, and we got that redemption back when we went to their, you know, to their turf. But this is going to be an interesting ball game. 
the Raiders will get amped up or be amped up, whatever their record is, to play us hard. And we all know that. So the Chiefs has got to, you know, go down there with their heads on right and look to get a dub. I'm moving on along. Uh, week 11 at 325 at home. Cowboys. Mm. Right. Yeah. I can't I mean, remember no, this I game. Ain't got much, much say on them. Yeah. It's going to be cold. Mm. Yeah. Now, this one, I, I, think, I think this game, I don't know if this is a CBS game, but my gut is telling me this is a Fox game. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman written all over it. Now, we can't argue that now because it's clearly at 325. So, if Dallas is somewhat doing good, we know where we should stand at that point. That That's another one of those national games that could be a game of the week on Fox, I think. And they mm-hmm. did use their draft picks to invest in that defense. So we'll see what the Cowboys is looking like this upcoming season. Uh, the following week is a bye week. Uh, what week is that? That is week 12. Okay. That's good. That's a good spot. Same. Yeah, because I, yeah, I know there's some teams. I know there's some teams out there that have a week 14 uh, bye. Mm-hmm. And that's late right. as hell. Yeah. Right. Same. It's right in it's like right in the mix of everything, like in between, really. Give it a game yeah, or two. That's a good, that's a good spot. I was just gonna uh, say the same point, the same point of the bye week as last year. They had it, they had it around my birthday. Same time. We got a bye week around my birthday. So Okay, and uh moving it on to week thirteen. Our first game against the Broncos are at home, and that's a 12 o'clock game. Ring, ding, dong. Ring, ding, 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 dong. I think that, uh, yeah, that chime that just happened just tells it all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's the victory. That was the victory ring against Dallas, baby. Yeah, just no, you mean the Broncos. Oh, okay. You said Denver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that. My bad. I didn't hear that. My phone was ringing. Sports heads. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if they don't have AR, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> if he doesn't, yeah, that's a dub for the Chiefs. All right. And week fourteen, we got the Raiders again at home. Twelve o'clock game. Oh, yeah. Didn't I say say the last? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. The the little bus ride I took last year? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Andy Reid, Kansas City. Remember that. Remember that little bus ride. Remember that little bus ride that they took, okay? Coming back to your house. It should be cold for little Derek Carr, too, around that time of the year. You come in the Arrowhead, frigid temperatures. Yeah, see if it's a bus ride then. It's going to be a long cold to the airport. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> week 15, we have the L.A. Chargers again, and we plan in L.A. And that's on Thursday night, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 720, yep, primetime game. 
Yeah, I got this as a loss. Me. Yeah, I, I was, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm not saying where my losses is at, but this is a tough game after two, two, two back-to-back divisional games. Um, only thing that I, you know, uh, yeah, you know, man, you got to travel to that West Coast on a short week. This is going to really test the ballsy of this team. Um and you're not going to play no slouch if everything holds up and if everything is the same. Yeah, picking back up sports here. Sorry about that. Little little things we have to get done, you know, on that end when you're trying to take care of some things. But, yeah, man, picking back up uh, into this cheat schedule, you know, like I was saying, man, this game uh, on Thursday night football um, going into L.A. Um, after these two um, – back-to-back division games. Um, and, and it's going to be a stretch um, where it's three straight home games, you know, Dallas, and then the bye week, and then those two division games, Denver and the Raiders. But this is going to be one of those dog fight, hard-nosed games, you know. Thursday night, traveling to the West Coast. It's the Chargers. So, yeah, that's don't need no introduction. Yeah, okay. We're moving on past next pass after that. Uh next game coming up, uh week 16, we have the uh Pittsburgh Steelers at 325. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of and and, and, and kind of going back to that Giants game, our one and only Monday night football game at home. I really wish that we could have got Pittsburgh for that Monday night game. If they, if, if I had to change the schedule up, I don't know if y'all may agree with that. I would have rather seen Pittsburgh on Monday night than the Giants, but it is what it is. You know, it, it it's that three twenty five slot national televised again. So, and no telling where where Pittsburgh will be at. So, this game is one of them games you just kind of keep your eyes on too, like. And it's so late in the year, it could be so many playoff implications on the line at that time. Do you think the Steelers still pack that star power to have big games like that? Like I said, man, Mike Tomlin is my guy, man. He's such a motivator. Uh, all his guys will, will run through a – brick wall for him so with him at the helm anything is possible I'm not going to uh, like I said I like Mike Tom he's a very good motivator and that's sometimes that's the only deciding factor the deciding factor that you need in the NFL is a good motivator you know and Mike Tomlin is that you know whether they're where they're at at that time in the season with Big Ben and the hell who knows? That's just a game that you kind of say, hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move it to week 17. And our last two games are away games. We got the Bengals at 12 o'clock, week 17. What you got on the beach? A dub. A dub. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be able to see Burrow, um, you know, Firsthand that game, you know, if he's there, if everything pans out, you know, but yeah. 
And our second game with the Broncos is our last game of the season, 325, week 18. We play at the Broncos. The starters won't be playing there, fella. Most likely not at that point. I agree. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm in agreement with that as well. This could be another dress rehearsal, you know, for some of the younger guys. Um, because at that at this point, um, it, 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 it will be what it is. We'll be looking to go into the postseason at some sort. But, yeah, I agree. All right. So, like I said, I guess we'll do like a sub – a part like a, a mock pre-prediction of what the record may be overall for this Chiefs team this upcoming season. Who wants to go first? I go. I'm going with 15 and 2, 14 and 3. I'm going 13 and 4. Hmm. What'd you say, 14 and 3, Lee? Man, forget it. I'm going 15 and 2. I'm going to stick with 15 and 3. That seems feasible for this, this line of the teams that we play. Because like I said, we are the we are the Kansas City Chiefs, and we do lose silly games that we should win. What was your record? I said at least at first, 14 and 3. Oh, okay. So you got it. So you know, well, I have two. I had two because that's what I originally said. We can give two picks because none of these – because we're going to do another one. But like you said, this is just a mock, you know, a pre-mock of, you know, for the outlook of the 2021 campaign. But um, – I think I'm confident enough to even lock that in. Yeah, I'm – right now I'm going to go 15-2. I'm at 14-3. and three. And I'm at 13 and four. And that's a good solid number two beats. I mean, they're all solid. I just want them to taste their blood a little bit and have a little bit more adversity going into the uh, playoffs this go around than the last time. I feel, you know, they needed to lose some of those games in the regular season just to, you know, just to be pissed off a little bit more, be locked in a little bit more uh, so you won't have what you had in the Super Bowl or, you know, um, yeah, so that's my reason for my uh, prediction. Yeah, they're gonna taste. They're gonna taste their blood in some of these games. Yeah, and I and, and I agree, call heartily with that. That's why I was kind of teeter tottering back and forth between fifteen and two and fourteen and three. But like I said, I my gut feeling is telling me that it's going to be one of these, and that's why I just said, you know, since it's a mock. You know, what the dog, the dog today gonna go and defeat it? I guess well, so. Already talk. There's already talk since you bring that up. Michael Irv via Michael Irvin, um, or no via Keyshawn Johnson. Sorry about that, sports Keyshawn Johnson has already said this team is not losing. So it's already been some chatter out there with himself. And I think someone else that thinks this Kansas City Chiefs team will not lose. I don't like that, but there's already chatter about the undefeated talk again with this team. I'm good on that. Mm-mm. Yeah. When we as Chiefs fans, we don't want that. We we want these guys to be battle tested. Cause uh this Super Bowl, you know, we we plan on going back. 
you know. So uh, we want these guys to be battle tested, like Beats and you guys alluded to earlier. Uh, I do not want this team stated. I don't, I don't like that at all. No, they need to turn skills. And I'm seeing, I'm, I'm gonna say at least three, and maybe four. Like Beats said, you may be surprised. They may get uh, hit with, you. but uh. They need to take some L's, like you said, so they can, you know, play with a chip on their shoulder, which they already are coming off that. Embar- well, I ain't going to say embarrassing, but that lack Shit, of yes, it was. Well, I, it know, was I don't want to talk. Okay, okay. All right. I didn't want to talk down on them, but if he says it, then, yeah, embarrassing showing. In that Super Bowl with our quarterback, our field general, our young king over the realm of Kansas City. Running, I'll never see that from Pat again in this Chiefs offense, so. They're already coming in with a chip on it, though. And, and, you know, um, exactly. Um, but I just think that it was a revelation for the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Um, I do think that this will make Patrick Mahomes scorch <laughs> and torch this NFL, um, there is a bigger chip on his shoulder. Um, and he didn't need no introduction. You know, um, his resume speaks for itself. But the way they taste blood that day is just, you know, I, I just I just brought it up, you know, because, you know, no, I don't want them to go undefeated. But, you know, there's going to be talk out there, you know. And some pieces that this team has added, um, Aaron McKinney, I think um, he brings a different element to the running game. Um, it, sky's the limit for this team, man. Um, I do think we'll be back um, contending for that um, Super Bowl 56 title run again. Like I said, it runs through us. So, it runs through us in AFC. Uh, fellas, uh, Sorry for the uh, disconnection earlier through it, but is there anything else you guys want to uh, uh, discuss before we close the show up? Yeah, the Royals. And that I had just real quick, um, football related as well. Before we wrap this uh, Chief Schedule 2021 campaign show up, it's Tim Tebow um, getting a chance in the NFL before Kaepernick. Um, I, I, I just want to throw a little tidbit out there. I think it's bogus as hell. Um, I think he, I think it's just a, uh, a situation to where it's a silver spoon type scenario like Beats alluded to before the Urban Meyer connection um, with him you know, getting picked up and going down there with Urban Mike. Um, I just feel like it's just bogus and it's just lopsided. If Tebow got a chance, you know, um, Kaepernick, I felt, should have had a chance. And I just wanted to throw that out there with this whole Tim Tebow getting back into the NFL. You guys got any rebuttal on that? It's the the whole thing like this, the saying that they say, it ain't what you know, it's who you know. And that's how it kind of plays the role with Tim Tebow joining uh, uh, Urban Myers down there. Uh, it just, it's just, a, they, they, they're taking care of him. He's a former college player that 
play it up under him, want to tie to her or whatever. But I don't think it's fair at all, Lee. Uh, for Tim Tebow to get drafted as a quarterback, then to sit out for eight years, and now to come back as a tight end, which you never has in, in the NFL, is baloney to me. Uh, Kaepernick had a very solid record as an NFL quarterback, uh, way better than Tim Tebow. And took, for him not to get it. Huh? I was just going to say Kaepernick took his team to the Super Bowl. And almost right, yeah, won. Took it, almost won it. And uh, Tim Tebow didn't really – his quarterback career was rather do-do. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, – it ain't right. Beats. I mean, y'all already said it. And, I mean, like I said, uh, which y'all alluded to, it's because he played for Urban Meyer at Florida and won those championships down there, at least one or two of them. And they're just kicking the tires on I don't – we'll see if he – let's see if he uh, makes the roster. Right. And, and Scorsese, don't get it wrong, we ain't hating on Tim Tebow. We just saying. Something ain't right here. I mean, because you got to look at it. You're not <laughs> – this dude is not going to come in there and be on the level and the likings of a TK, Travis Kelsey, or a George Kittle. Let's just be quite honest right now, <laughs> okay? This dude has never played this position as many times that a door – was open for Kaepernick in any situation. So many QB carousels over the years with multiple football teams where a door was slightly open for Kaepernick and his abilities to come in. It's just mind-boggling to me. There has been a lot of doors where Kaepernick could have just slid in, you know, it, it's just mind-boggling to me. This dude coming in to try to be a tight end. Man, come on, dude. You, you, come on, please. I, I'm like Beats. I'm going to see if this dude actually makes the roster. Right. It could be just to add some extra attention down there. You know, they got the first-round draft pick and stuff like that. Who knows, man, you know, what is in the inner makings of that organization and whatever they're trying to do with this whole Tim Tebow thing. And you did, you guys did make a good point. Like, like, let's see if he even makes the team. And if he does make the team, will he be able, be able to even make an impact huh, with this team on the likings of Kittles uh, or Kelsey or any other big tight ends that's still getting it done right now. But I don't, I don't get it either. But uh, I mean, he doesn't even have a size because he was an undersized quarterback. Right. Then for you to put him in. He's not going to be it's, – it's hard to imagine he would be on the stature and level of Travis Kelsey Kittle, Darren Waller. He it, 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 it just I – don't, I don't know if they're going to try to use him like the 49ers use uh, uh, Ushek or whatever. I don't know what kind of gadget stuff that they're going to try to do, but that's what's coming to me. Is that there's going to be a lot of gadgety stuff or stuff like how the Saints use? um, Now, since you said that, I I do see that. That that's a good point, uh, Lee. Now that you say that, I I can see that. 
Yeah, I mean that's what I mean that that just that's what struck that's what strike me when I seen he was transforming to the tight end or whatever. I just kind of looked at it like Urban Meyer is going to try to do some stuff like Sean Payton does with Taysom Hill in that offense. I I just don't see. I mean that that's just was that's just what came to mind. I think you're spot on there, buddy. Yeah, it's gonna be some gimmicks. Good point. I'm not even um, mad at it. I mean, shit, they doing whatever they can to win football games, I guess. So mm-hmm. maybe they think bringing him in and using him as an distraction or whatever, like Lee's alluding to, will help him get some games. I don't know. Well, and and, and see, there's been word that there there wasn't too much rah rah within the organization or players that Tim Tebow was joining the team. So that tells you right there, you know, there's some players within that organization right now, not too thrilled about this whole signing. So it, not, this is not just something that we're making up here, sports heads. These are actual facts that we know. <laughs> so and let, 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 let me ask you a question, Lee, because this goes back to the the college coach. Oh, and last you two beats. This goes back to the college coach joining the shield and how some of them are unable to adapt to dealing with grown men versus young men growing up. So do you think what you just said, like with him adding Tim Tebow, do you think he's using it to kind of gain leverage with the guys? But from what you just saying, it seems like he kind of lost leverage bringing in a guy like Tim Tebow. Like, what do you think was his mindset? Maybe, you know, I coached this guy in college. He buys into my city. He's a very, you know, spirited, verbal guy, Tim Tebow is. So do you think that that was like some kind of tactic as far as bringing the guys that may be against what he's doing alone or what? No. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know what kind of tactic this is, signing Tim Tebow. I mean, it's not like you became an instant contender by doing this. It's like you're bringing a distraction to yourself, if anything. And like you said, Cal, he's trying to gain the gain the confidence of his players and things of that nature. Then you go and do this, which I think is really a distraction and a circus waiting to happen. All the Tim Tebow talk, every all Tim Tebow's back. Da, 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 da. It, it becomes a circus. I don't, I don't understand the tactic whatsoever. It's not just about Colin Kaepernick. That was just a little, you know, a little piece of the puzzle. But I, I don't have the answer to your question. I don't understand the tactic of signing Tim Tebow. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. I'm still scratching, scratching my head and my ass trying to figure it out. <laughs> what you got, Beats? I mean, I don't, I don't have anything. I uh, it's the Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> right. You there, beats? That's my thoughts. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Who cares? Okay. Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seriously. All right. And uh, you did say something before we got on the Tim Tebow subject. Then we gonna uh, close her on out. Beats. You said who did you bring up in baseball? 
Oh, the Royals in their twelve game losing streak. It's crazy. They was on top of they was on top just a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, just to kind of di- kind of dabble into the you know Royals rap a little bit. Um, you know, I've been very you know uh, was very high on this team before the season has started. In the first twenty five games, you know, they were really making me look like a genius. Um, I don't skipper skipper uh, Matheny, Mike Matheny, he has to get this team back to believe, and I think they're pressing. Um, you know, I was talking to someone at work earlier about this. It's not like they're – it's not like this team is bad and getting blown out night in and night out. They're losing – they're losing games by a run. It's like if a ball bounces a certain way, then this team would, you know, have wings, wouldn't be on a 12-game losing streak. Matter of fact, um, just – Statistically speaking, this is the longest looking streak that the Royals have in front Um They've never lost 12 straight games, and we both Royals have been through some very dark clouds. In but they never have mustered up to lose 12 straight. That's shocking to me because at one point we were talking about this team being the best in all of baseball. But it's a long, long season. Um, this team has to get the bats back blazing. The bats are mush right now, and the bullpen is stagnant. So um, the bats come alive, and this bullpen gets confidence. I think this team could, you know, get back to relevancy, but it's kind of hard watching, you know, them lose to the Cleveland Indians. The, the boys, the, the Chiefs of the baseball world, the Chicago uh, White Sox, and now the Detroit Tigers. So they have to get things turned around. That's all I can say. But unfortunately, the only thing we can hang our hats on with our boys in blue is that it's a long, long season, and they showed a lot of progression in the positive stuff the first 25 games. Just got to see if they can get back to that pedigree, man. That's all I got for the Royals, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't even watched the game yet because it's so hard to get it on TV. But, um, yeah, you can't have losing streaks like this. It's all right to lose, but just to like having twelve games in a row, you know, that's that's pretty tough. And then I, I'll tell you this: you probably can't have too many more of these as far as even streaks like this, you know. Uh, because I guess so far the month of May has not been uh, good to the Royals. So they, uh, hopefully they can turn around these next couple of weeks and go into June and have a good month of June and July and see, where you, see what you can do in August. And then going down the stretch. But we'll see. Yeah, that's kind of my thing as well. Uh, that stretch leading up around the 4th of July, um, that's when things start getting real um, as far as baseball. That's when you start really kind of, you know, singling out who who's a contender, who's a pretender. So I say let's wait till around that first week, around July, see what this ball club is at. I agree with y'all. Uh, it's a long season. 
you know, we didn't expect them to get into the slump like this. And like I, like Beat said, it's it's hard for me to catch them. Uh, you stay in Kansas City, and it's so hard to catch a Royals game in your own hometown with your own home team. It's so crazy to me. Uh, I remember they used to come on uh, Fox One. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even caught – I have Fox One. I have not caught a Royals game. It's on the same it, – it's that same channel. They just changed it. They just changed the name of the network. It's 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 a, it's the same channel that Fox Fox One Sports used to be. Yes. They just name it. The network is now Bally Bally Television Network or something. See, like that. And, and, and and this is the uh, channel that Skip and Shannon come on, right? Yes. See, on mine is still uh, Fox X One that uh, Skip and Shannon comes on. So, like I said, I think you said you got a Comcast. So, I think it's different. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if uh, Fox still – because I haven't caught no Royals games on there at all. And that's what I, I used to catch them all. So, maybe the Royals TV deal ain't even with them no more. I don't know. But I have not seen a Royals game on that uh, that channel at all. And then, wow. I'm just going to say this. And then uh, MLB wonder why kids are not interested in, in baseball. Well, you can't – you can't even catch a game. Mm-mm. I haven't. I haven't yet to see a Royals game. And and I've been looking. Too many of them. Yeah. That's another thing. It's hard to keep up with a baseball team. You know, with 172 games or 182 games, however many it is. There's 62. So yeah. So it's so many games, but you know, uh, the little bit of times, you know, um, I necessarily. Um, what was I gonna say here? I necessarily don't watch all the games. I actually listen to a lot of the games on the on the radio, and you know, so that's how I kind of keep up with them. If I'm out at home, if I'm out and about or whatever, as I'm out and about, you know, I turn on the game and listen to it, you know, on the radio. But you know, um, long long season, man. Baseball is such a long long drawn out season. Yeah, I got to – they'll, they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. But uh, – Okay, Big Sean. Sure. You said what? Okay, Big Sean. Big Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Them niggas well, took 12 L's. We'll see if they bounce back. Well, like, like you guys just said, it's a long season. I mean – Yeah, but – I'll say this. I'll say this. Oh, um, I – Something you're not going to be able to wipe away. This team showed that they can win, and they were winning tough. Like I said, during these 12 games, it's not like we've just been getting our cleats handed to us. No. We've been losing some very close games. I'm talking about close. Like if the umpire calls a, 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 a strike, on this certain pitch, it's the end of the end. We keep the lead type deal. That's how they're losing these games. Like umpires making silly ass calls and pitchers making mistakes. So that's something you cannot wipe away. This team had the focus and they show that they can turn them bats on. The, I think the one game you did watch, Cal, was that game where they put up like 12 runs and then bats came alive and you was just like, man, the game I did catch, the boys was rocking and that bullpen was rocking as well. 
We just, I just want to watch them a little bit longer because if they did that for almost thirty games, that something something's right with them. I just think they're pressing too much right now. Well, uh, well, we'll, well, well, like you said, it's a long season. We'll keep an eye on them and see what happens. Uh, well, we're gonna go ahead and close her on out, guys. Uh, I am Cowboy, one of your hosts. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Cowboy uh, Beats. Guys, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me at D Beats fourteen ninety two. That's D E B E A T S one four nine two on all social medias. Yes, I'm on all of them. We do appreciate you uh, checking out the show. If you do uh, like the show, leave us a review on Apple and uh, follow us and uh, connect with us on our socials. Um, Lee, if they checking for you, we're connect for Lee86 here. You can give me up on social platform, Facebook, Instagram, Radham Jones, and the Porch Talk Casey page as well. You know, you guys can always interact with each and every one of us. You know, Beach and Cat. You know, always through the Sports Talk KC page. Uh, whatever you guys may want to talk about, things of that nature, we're always posting things up, you know, from our Sports Talk KC page as well, you know, when we're going to drop certain days. So, you know, just kind of follow that too, man. Um, everybody keep supporting, you know, uh, through this thing. This is episode 101, I believe, you know, and uh, no lie, I can't make this up. Um, I'm always getting – you know, compliments and everything like that. We got some guys stick with us. Our brother Conway, you know, who's always been the guest on the show here and there. He always tunes in, be looking forward to, and countless others that, you know, the same way as Conway. So we appreciate all that love, man. We're just trying to keep on grinding and doing our thing here at STKC. We appreciate all the love. Yep, yep. We're up out of here. Peace. Yo.